So we can begin with the Pranam Mantras. All of us, uh, we can chant. We have Uma Kumar also joining in. Hare Krishna, Uma Kumar, welcome. And uh, yes, so let's begin with the Pranam Mantras. Kindly join your palms and uh, let's begin and chant this wonderful uh, Pranam Mantras for all the different personalities, great personalities. So we are in the session number 52. So I welcome all of you for the Bhagavad Gita study circle. Let's dedicate this uh, session to His Divine Grace, Esi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, the founder Acharya of Iskorn. So kindly join me in, in chanting the prayers. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya. Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Nitinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Pashyat Shatarine Pashtatadeshatarine Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Vrinda Shriva Sadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Namo Mahavadanyaya Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishna Krishna Chaitanya Gopi 
there are so many things there are so many vyapara that is happening within this body right there are so many transactions that are happening within the city so we understood all this very nicely so we have to now understand that how we have to get detached from this we have to ultimately get rid of this city of nine gates and we are supposed to enter the city of krishna so that is our ultimate purpose so krishna is further going to elaborate certain things uh, in the chapter in the verse number 15 so let's see what krishna is going to talk about this so achutan ji you can unmute yourself and let's chant this verse number 15 Very good. Yes. So, very interesting sloka to all of you. Please pay attention and Achyutanju can repeat. Nadatte kashchit papam. Nadatte kashchit papam. Nacheva sukritam vibhu. Nacheva sukritam vibhu. Agnyane navratam gnyanam. विभु However, are bewildered because of the ignorance which covers their real knowledge. Thank you. So very nice. Here Krishna is saying. So Krishna is explaining in this verse number fifteen that how he does not assume anything, the pious activity or the impious activities of the living entities. Now this is a very interesting and important factor. So this is where we need to understand that how many times people they have this tendency or they have acquired this quality of blaming the lord all the time so many times it so happens that for anything wrong that happens there is a tendency in people that they want to blame the lord you know any time anything wrong they first blame the god oh god did this to me why is he not helping me i can actually resolve this problem but god is not helping me so there are many times this what this is what happens that they blame god we every time try to tend to somehow blame the lord for all the wrong things that are happening within our life right but you see krishna is swarat he is supremely independent and that's why here is saying that i do not assume any of your pious or impious activities so what does it mean the lord is supreme he is supremely independent but he the supreme lord has not given as given us that supreme independence we have not given any independence to deal with our papa and punya we can perform our activity but the result result is either papa or punya so now this papa and punya is not 
within our jurisdiction. In this sense, we cannot use this Papa Punya to transact. We cannot transfer our Papa and Punya to others. You just imagine, we, that independence is not there with us. Just imagine if we had this independence of exchanging or sharing or transferring our Papa and Punya with other people, then it would create a havoc in the society. You know, there are small, small people with little position in some companies, you know, they always try to play this blame game. You know, there is somebody in the superior position, in the managerial position, and there somebody does wrong at the lower level. So this manager tries to somehow put the blame on that person and not take the responsibility. So always there is a tendency, we see even in the corporate sector, where there is so much of blame game happening and people don't want to take responsibility for their own mistakes. Now just imagine if Krishna had given us this kind of an independence where, you know, you do any wrong thing, you get the papa and then you have the ability, independence to share and give it to others. You know, that would really be a very chaotic situation. Because there is so much of corruption that we see here. You know, people just, if they get a little bit of money, black money, you know, somehow they have tricks to make it white. You know, they put it either in the Swiss bank or through some different countries, they route the money through those countries and then make it white and then they get money back in the white form. So you see, there are so many things that we do. You know, we are able to exchange and transact. And if this independence was given to us, that yes, your papa also can be converted into punya by doing all these corruptive actions, then that would be really very chaotic situation. So that's why Krishna <coughs> has created a system. Why? Because if we are able to somehow exchange or share or, or transfer our pious activities, papa and punya with others, then it is very difficult to actually give results, to obtain the results from Krishna. Because now Krishna, if he has to give some result for us, for our actions, how will he give if we are simply transferring our Papa and Punya? So Krishna is not assuming any of these Papa Punya. He is completely aloof from these things. So, Nadathe, Krishna is saying, I am not going to interfere with any one of your uh, good or bad actions. Your Papa and Punya. Nadathe Kashchitit Papam. He is specifically mentioning Papam. Oh, is he just not going to take Papam? No, no, no. He is also saying that, Nachaiva. Sukrutam Vibhu. Sukrutam in pious activities. So, Nachaiva Sukrutam Vibhu. I am not even going to deal with your pious activities as well. Why this system is created? Because Krishna actually gives us what we deserve. And we should be happy for this. Just imagine, all of you, anytime if something of yours is taken and given to somebody else, we feel disturbed. You know, we become distressed because something which I rightly deserved is being given to somebody else. So just imagine somebody, your own acquired Papa or Punya, something that which you deserve is being given to somebody else, then it is injustice. But Krishna ensures that He actually gives you your Papa and Punya. We get what we deserve and we should be happy for that. Because we are always looking for getting those things which we deserve and that makes us happy. When we get things, what we deserve, it makes us happy. So Krishna is saying, your Papa and your Punya. So you will get and I will give you 
that whatever you deserve so we cannot exchange any of these things with our own independence krishna is independent but we are not independent so that's why what is he saying here na chaiva sukrutam vibuhu so krishna is also telling here his vibuhu he is the supreme parmatma within our heart you know many times i have explained this uh, given this example that how there are these uh, two birds in a tree and there is one bird which is observing the actions of the other so one bird is busy eating the fruits of the you know the tree sometimes it is bitter sometimes it is sweet and the other witnesser bird is just seeing what this other bird is doing so within our this body this tree there is the uh, two two birds there is the jivatma and the parmatma so the parmatma is constantly witnessing this jivatma who is constantly enjoying and suffering eating the fruits of his own karma this example i have given many times so now many times it so happens that okay last time also you mentioned that whatever we do that it is actually done by the supreme lord because lord is although uh, not directly interfering but he is the one who is enabling everything does it mean that even my wrong actions even the wrong things that i am doing are inspired by the lord we get inspiration right from the lord and i told you also last time that how if any good or bad we are doing the sanction has to happen from the parmatma the parmatma is the sanctioner is constantly moment to moment in real time is sanctioning our desires so does it mean that all my wrong actions are also inspired because he is sanctioning right so parmatma he is involved in sanctioning but at the same time he is aloof now what is this what are you telling many times people use this reason you know there was this serial killer in mumbai there was this movie also i think made on him called the stone man so this person he used to go and kill people on the footpath he will go and see some poor people and there he will go and uh, kill them by putting some you know throwing stone heavy stones on their faces you know very bad so he used to kill people like that on the footpath of mumbai and when he was caught and then finally this person when he was uh, produced before the judge so this stone man he said that all this killing actually were inspired by the padmatma within my heart <laughs> just imagine how i wish the judge actually knew this particular shloka here you know the judge would easily say verse number 15 bhagavad gita krishna very specifically says na rasthe kashchit papam ंगल so there is no meaning to free will if lord is directing everything but he sanctions your desires you have the ability to desire as a spirit soul that capacity is there that potency to desire is there in each one of us but what is right and wrong is again left to us but he will sanction your actions because that is how the free will executes right so we should understand so why krishna is saying here nachaiva sukrutam vibhu vibhu means what 
Vibhu means Lord actually enables all our actions as Paramatma. Before you see, He sees. Before you hear, He hears. Before you speak, actually He speaks. Before you smell, He is actually smelling everything. So Vibhu means He actually sanctions every action of yours, every desire of yours, but He is not affected by your Papa and Punya. You know, we human beings, you know, we have uh, made these stickers. Sometimes we have this double-sided sticker, right? And the, the double-sided sticker, it's made so nicely that there are layers. And it is so nicely done that all that adhesive is actually not uh, uh, catching on or holding on to your fingers and your hands and you don't dirty your hands. The adhesive is so nicely covered with the layers that you just peel off the layer and you can stick it wherever you want. So now imagine without the adhesive getting attached to your fingers if we human beings can actually make these things it is possible for us to make these things now just imagine the supreme lord he's sanctioning he's making all your actions fulfilled do you think that he cannot remain aloof not get attached to your papa and punya he will not assume any papa and punya definitely not he can easily he is the supreme creator if we can make an adhesive which cannot stick to our fingers, then he can execute so many things through us without getting affected by our actions. So, see this is very easy to understand, right? That's why Krishna is Swarar, he is independent. No matter what Papa and Punya you do, he is not affected. But he will enable your actions, he will help you in your actions. You want to do any actions, any perform any actions, he will help you. But your Papa and Punya is only yours and you will have to either suffer or enjoy. So this is how Krishna is very very uh, expert in not getting attached. You know this, uh, this bird, swan, hamsa, hamsa pakshi. You know this uh, speciality of hamsa pakshi is that if you give milk mixed with water, it can bring only the milk leaving out the water. So that is the special quality of a hamsa pakshi. It will take only the milk and leave out the water. So if a bird can have this ability to separate milk from water, then you can imagine the Supreme Lord, He definitely can execute a lot of things in this world without getting attached. He can separate easily all the Papa and Punya and He can just enable us to do and perform our actions. See? So it's very easy to understand. But what is the problem here is Agnyanena Avratam Gyanam Agnyana. So why are we not understanding this fact is because Agnyanena Avratam. We are Avratam, we are covered because of Agnyana. There is so much of ignorance, the false prestige and false ego which is covering all our Jnana. And because of that we are unable to understand this fact. So all these whimsical desires that we get, the, all the materialistic ideas that we get is all because of Agnyanena Avratam Jnanam. Our knowledge is actually covered by Agnyana. So this soul, our soul, this Puranjana is trapped in this material maze. So we have to escape this maze now. So how to escape the maze because which is very thickly covered, right? very thickly covered and the different layers of covering we had uh, covered in the chapter 3 also chapter 2 and chapter 3 we have understood about this particular sloka so 
This Agnana is covering us right now and we are unable to express our true identity and true self. So let's understand what Krishna is going to explain in the next verse and that is verse number 16. So, Hinamataji, you can unmute yourself and uh, let's chant the next verse. So, that's a very interesting verse again. Yes, so I hope the screen is visible to you. Let me check. Yes, Hinamataji, you can unmute yourself and let's chant this verse number 16. Okay, so meanwhile, I can ask, maybe she's busy, so we'll ask uh, Dev to. So Dev, you can unmute yourself and let's chant. Yes, 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 you are. Jnane na tu tat agnyanam Jnane na tu tat agnyanam Esha nashita matmanaha Esha nashita matmanaha Esha maditya vajnyanam Prakashayati tatparam Okay, well, let's do this once again. Jnane na tu tat agnyanam Esham nashitam atmanaha Esham Aditya Vajnanam Esham Aditya Vajnanam Prakashayati Tatparam Prakashayati Tatparam Wonderful. Please read the translation. When, however, one is enlightened with the knowledge by which the science is destroyed, then his knowledge reveals everything. As the sun lights up everything in daytime. Wonderful. Correct. Very nice. Thank you. So, this is very uh, interesting here. So, Krishna is saying, so this knowledge is what reveals everything. So, when a soul is bewildered, when the living entity is bewildered, so what is the solution for coming out of this bewilderment? That is Jnana, knowledge. So, this is very interesting now. So if you are enlightened by knowledge, then you can actually become free from bewilderment. Just like, you know, the sun, when it is actually rising, you know, slowly when the sun is rising, you see that all the darkness is getting dissipated. Slowly you see, the moment the sun is rising, you see the darkness is evading, slowly it goes up. So similarly what happens is, when the Divya Jnana of the Bhagavad Gita is getting into us, then slowly that light of knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita will dissipate all the darkness, darkness which is covering our Jnana right now. So does it mean that we don't have any Jnana as of now? 
how is that we don't have jnana no we have jnana but we should understand that this jnana can be actually taken away best by surrendering to the spiritual master you know in the chapter 4 verse number 34 we understood that how this jnana has to be acquired tadvidhi pranipatena pariprasnena sevaya upadekshanti te jnanam jnani nastatva darshinah so if you want to understand the tatva vid tatva jnana first thing is you have to approach the spiritual master so that tatva vid jnana tatva jnana will be revealed by a tatva vid so spiritual master so that is the first thing how to receive is from the spiritual master we have understood but now we should know that after receiving from the spiritual master also we have acquired knowledge does it mean that we have become free from all the bewilderment and ignorance the darkness no it is not all in all so that is what we should understand although you have certain knowledge now last uh, several weeks and almost a year now you have been listening to bhagavad gita constantly you have a certain knowledge so that knowledge is called vritti gnanah or it is also called as paroksha gnanah paroksha vritti gnanah so there is this paroksha vritti gnanah and there is another there is swarupa gnanah now swarupa gnanah means it's the knowledge of the self the spiritual knowledge and then there is this paroksha paroksha means indirect knowledge what we are getting right now this knowledge of the bhagavad gita although we are speaking and understanding it these are the direct words of krishna but it is still indirect in the sense that you have not realized all of these so that is why this is called paroksha vritti gnana it's all there in the mind it's all there in the intelligence and the consciousness but swarupa gnana which is there the knowledge of the self is still not there although we have the knowledge of the bhagavad gita are we self realized no that swarupa gnana is not there why the swarupa gnana is not there that is because in between this paroksha gnana and aparoksha gnana in between there is a layer of agnana so there is a layer of ignorance so this layer of agnana is actually covering our swarupa gnana so our knowledge of the self is actually covered by agnana so what do we do now it's a big problem right so what prabhu ji we are reading this bhagavad gita constantly we are understanding bhagavad gita constantly still we are not self realized frankly speaking even i am not self realized but we are still talking and discussing so should we stop this now because we are not uh, we getting realized completely no that is not what we are supposed to do because using this paroksha vritti gnana this knowledge what we are getting now through bhagavad gita we should hammer we should nicely beat this layer of agnana so what is happening is when we are constantly reading bhagavad gita this layer of agnana is getting pounded constantly it is getting pounded so when this is nicely pounded and it breaks gradually this ignorance then slowly the swarupa gnana the transcendental knowledge will start surfacing out and that is like the sun rising and when the sun start rising automatically all the darkness will evaporate it will just go away so now although that swarupa gnana is there so krishna is saying gnanena tu agnyanam esham nasitam atmanah so tesham aditya vajnanam 
so that knowledge will get revealed only when you break this uh, layer of agnana you know sometimes when two glasses you know you have steel glasses at home and they are put one on top of the then there is you know sometimes they get stuck you know it's they get jammed and it's very difficult to you know pull them out they are so thickly jammed sometimes you have to beat them right you beat them and then finally you make it loose and then you pull them out so similarly right now this swarupagnana is covered by this ignorance so we have to beat it nicely and then we'll be able to uh, get rid of this it's very important so another very interesting thing we should know another example to understand this is for example you know when there is iron rod now iron rod you can give it any shape it wants only when there is fire so when you keep that iron rod in a fire then it becomes little soft and then you can give it any shape and you for giving the shape also you need to beat it nicely and then give the proper shape right that is how the people who working dealing with metallurgy they do it so the iron rod is made hot and there is fire and then they beat the iron rod in such a way to the desired shape that they want so similarly actually we are the spirit soul we are like you know this uh, agnana this iron rod you know we are filled with this ignorance and the lord is like the fire he is actually the fire so what happens is when you beat the iron the fire is not getting the beating but what is happening is the iron is getting beaten nicely it is getting pounded so similarly fire enables fire enables for the shape for the iron to get shape but the beating has to be taken by the iron similarly the lord the parmatma within us he is like fire he enables all our activities but ultimately the beating we have to take for our own actions so that we get nicely molded right the beating is required so that is what you know it's very beautiful krishna has packed so much of knowledge in just these uh, one shloka these few lines so much of us the content is there we can just go deeper and deeper and deeper so just imagine that why right now we are unable to understand our swarupagnana and what is swarupagnana is the knowledge of the self and that is actually covered by this parokshagnana it is indirect knowledge right now whatever bhagavad gita you are reading is actually indirect but when you do sadhana properly when you execute your chanting properly nicely then what happens is you will one day achieve that swarupagnana and i'll tell you one thing all the great self realized souls and many realized souls have told experienced devotees have told that the bhagavad gita that you are reading right now with so much of agnana the layer of agnana will be completely different when you read it without that layer of agnana uh, so your experience when you become more and more self realized your experience your joy your bliss in reading bhagavad gita will be completely different so right now that is why along with this parokshagnana we are supposed to do our sadhana properly so that we nicely break that ignorance the layer of ignorance 
and that Swarupa Gnana gets manifested properly. And then you see that sun rising within you. You become so effulgent. Dear devotees, I'll tell you one thing. You become so magnanimous just by, you know, doing this sadhana and when you start realizing yourself, just imagine every single day when you stand in front of the mirror, you see your body, you see your face, you see your hands and legs. All these things you see, but until now, till date, we have not seen our true self, the soul. Don't you feel that eagerness to see yourself, the true self? I am really eager. I don't know when I will get that chance. Just, you know, imagine one single day you stand in front of the mirror and you don't see your body, but you actually see your spirit soul. What an amazing experience that realization will be. Right? But we are not able to see that because there is a layer of ignorance, Agnana. So, this is why when we accept a spiritual master, he is the one who breaks all this ignorance from our minds and our intelligence. Om Agnana Jamirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Mena Tasmai Sri Guru Venama. We chant this, right? Om Agnana Timirandasya. Agnana Timirandasya. Timirandasya means darkness. And what is this darkness? Darkness of Agnana. Jnanan Janashalakaya. So what does the Guru do? Guru does? He actually takes the torchlight of Jnana and then dissipates all this darkness of Agnana. So that is why there is utmost importance given to the Guru in our culture, Vedic tradition, and we have to accept the Guru. It's extremely important, dear devotees. All of you should start reading Prabhupada books because these books will help you connect with the Guru. Because Prabhupada says that I am present in my books. So when you actually read and understand Prabhupada books, you are coming in contact with the spiritual master. And that Agnana will slowly vanish. And this is the purpose of human life. If we are understanding this fact that yes, my spiritual master is the one who can actually dissipate all my darkness in life, that is the first step towards spiritual realization. So we should never, never, never take a chance of ignoring a spiritual master. We should take full advantage of the presence of Srila Prabhupada and the Guru, a bonafide Guru like him. So I think this is a great opportunity that we all have had. So we should never miss this chance. So there is so much happening here in this verses. You see there is Jnana. Uh, and that Swarupa Jnana will get revealed only when we nicely break the layer of ignorance. So this is what Krishna is saying here. So please, uh, week after week, destroy this. Destroy this uh, layer of ignorance. Very nice. So let's go and chant uh, another verse. That is verse number 17. So let me see who else is there. Uma Kumar, please unmute yourself and you can chant this verse. So let's chant the next verse that is verse number 17. So I hope this is visible to you. Please uh, repeat after me. Yes, Guruji. Tad Buddha yes tad atmana. Tad Buddha yes tad atmana. Tad nishta tad parayana. Gachanti apuna rabrattim. Gachanti apuna rabrattim. 
ज्ञान निर्दोत कलमश Let's do this once again. Tat Buddha yes, Tat Atmana. Tat Nishta Sat Parayana. Gachanti Apuna Ravratim. Jnana Nirdhuta Kalmashaha. Please read the translation. When one's intelligence, mind, faith, and refuse, and refuse all fixed in the supreme, then one becomes fully cleansed of misgivings to complete knowledge and thus proceeds straight on the path of liberation. Yes, wonderful. Thank you so much. So, another very interesting sloka here. Krishna is saying that how now? Okay, you have acquired. A, the transcendental knowledge, the Swarupagnana, in the previous verse he has explained that how uh, when you acquire this transcendental knowledge, the ignorance is broken and it is gone, the layer of ignorance is broken. But what you also gain along with that gaining of this transcendental knowledge is your intelligence will become fixed. Tad buddha yastad atmanas, tannishtastad parayana, nishta. What will happen is when you acquire this transcendental knowledge, your faith in God, in your faith in the process, your faith in the spiritual master becomes fixed. You become very determined. It is not wavering. It is not komala shraddha. It is nishta. It is firm faith. Right now, our belief in God is very komala. You know any. Great atheist comes and argues with us. We may lose, and we will lose faith in God, because it is komala shraddha. But when you are actually experiencing the spiritual knowledge, when you acquire this swarupakmiyana, then it is no more theoretical knowledge. It is self-realized knowledge, and that swarupakmiyana will make your intelligence nishtaha, very firm. Your faith in God is very firm. unwavering nobody can actually shake you in your faith in god so that unflinching faith in god comes when you practice sadhana properly so this is very important we become purified that's one reason why purified you see krishna is saying gachanti apunar avrutim gnana nirdhuta kalmashah kalmashah means what kalmashah means dirt Kalmashaha means there is so much of dirt which is there, which is accumulated since time immemorial. Kalmashaha, there is our heart which is constantly, which is filled with so much of dirt. So if this dirt has to get purified from our heart, then this Swarupakmiyana is important. This transcendental knowledge helps us to get freed. Jnana nirdhuta kalmashaha. See, Jnana, this Jnana, will take out all the kalmashas within the heart lust greed anger pride all this will be destroyed but what happens when you become purified of all this kalmashas lust greed anger pride and envy and all those things the result of become becoming purified is gachantiya apunar avratam apunar avratam that means 
by becoming purified, you will not return back to this material world. So he's saying, Gachanti apunar avritim. You will not again, punaha, you will not come to this material world. See, so what is happening here is that purification. We are all working on the purification. This jnana is purifying us right now. Every week when you are listening to this, you are getting purified. Kalmashas are getting destroyed because this knowledge is pounding. And when this is pounding the layer of ignorance, all the Kalmashas will come out gradually. You know, it will all get very very easy to take out. I gave this example earlier also, you know, especially in this process of Bhakti, there are different stages. First it begins from Komala Shuddha, finally it reaches to Prema. But there is the fourth stage in Bhakti which is Anastha Nivriti. Anastha Nivriti means it is a process of cleaning our heart. So this Anastha Nivriti is the most difficult phase in Bhakti. The cleaning of heart, is, it takes a long time, at the same time it is very difficult. But many people they give up this stage, give up spiritual life, the process of bhakti in this state of anarthanivriti. Why? Because it is very suffocating. Just imagine you are entering a room which is filled with dust, filled with dust, a layer of dust. And then you take the broom and you start cleaning it. What happens is all the dust will start coming out. You know, it will start uh, suffocating you. It will enter your nostrils and you will feel suffocated, right? But just because it is you know, suffocating, you, will you stop cleaning? You still have to clean. No, 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 it's very suffocating, I'll stop cleaning. Then what will happen is, all the dust will settle back again. And it will not get clean, the room will be dirty. So, in this state of Anastha Nibriti, our heart which is filled with the layers of dust, and when you start chanting Hare Krishna Mantra and you're reading Bhagavad Gita week after week, all the dust will start surfacing out. The, from the heart, it will start surfacing out and you see there is so much of uneasiness, lot of problems are coming and so much of mind troubles and this reason, that reason not to follow bhakti. You say, Prabhu, this bhakti is very difficult. I cannot wake up early in the morning. I cannot chant and so much difficulty. And you say, no, no, I will stop this. I don't want to attend the Bhagavad Gita classes. I don't want to read Bhagavad Gita. I will not chant Hare Krishna Mantra. Why? Because cleaning process is happening. Difficulties will come. But because of that, you stop the process of cleaning then all the kalmashas will settle down again back into the heart. So that is why we should never stop. We should never give up. So please understand. So in this process of bhakti, if you are facing any difficulties, don't give it up. Stick on to it. Because only when you stick on to this anarthanivriti state, you will reach the state of nishta, firm faith. Right? That is what Krishna is saying. Tan nishta stat parayanaha. If you want to become firm, don't stop the cleaning process. Never, never, never. Every single day, just like we take bath and clean the body, every single day we need to internally clean ourselves by chanting Hare Krishna Mantra. Very, very important. So don't give up this process. Extremely important, right? So, so this is what Krishna is saying here. So we are not going to There is no question of coming back to this material world once you get purified. Because, you know, why will a sane person, he will be in 
uh, pub or in a bar and restaurant, right? A sane person will never get into such because he doesn't belong. He cannot really uh, be with that unclean environment. So similarly, when you get purified, you will see this world. Oh my God, this is so dirty here. You know, people are all carrying their own bunch of uh, lust, greed, anger, and they are constantly moving around. Just like you know, the garbage can, the garbage van. You know, wherever the garbage van goes, what will it spread? It will only spread the stink, right? You see, anytime you're going behind the garbage van, you just follow it. As long as you're following it, the garbage van will only give you stink. It will spread only stink around it. So many people, they carry a lot of garbage within their minds and wherever they go, they keep dumping that garbage onto others also. So we should not be like the garbage vans. Right? So if you are becoming purified, why will you simply follow the garbage van? You will say, oh my god, this is stinking. I just want to get rid of this. You will just overtake that vehicle and you go to a clean place. So similarly, once you become purified, you don't want to remain in this unclean world where there are so many people who are acting like garbage vans all the time carrying garbage. You want to get rid of this and you want to go to the spiritual world, a clean place. So that is the place where we all belong to. So that is what Krishna is saying. If you become purified, then we will not avritam, apunar avritam, we will never come back. So right now we ourselves also to some extent, we also are like garbage cats, carrying little dirt within ourselves. So we have to purify that dirt and then become a clean man and enter to the world, a spiritual world. Right? So let's do that and this is a wonderful lifetime that we have got a human form and we can purify ourselves. So, very interesting sloka. So, let's uh, go and chant another verse and uh, let's chant verse number 18. So, let's see, Ina Mataji is here. I'll give another chance. Uh, if she can unmute Mataji, you can check if you can unmute yourself and see if it is possible for you to read the translation. Okay, looks like her audio is not working. So, Achyutan ji, you can unmute yourself once again and let's chant this verse number yes, 18. Only. Yes, a very very interesting shloka. So, please chant Vidya Vinaya Sampanne. Brahmane Gavi Hastini Brahmane Gavi Hastini Panditaha Samadarshina Okay, wonderful. Let's do it once again. Vidya Vinaya Sampanne Vidya Vinaya Sampanne Brahmane Gavi Hastini Brahmane Gavi Hastini Panditaha Samadarshina Wonderful, very nice. Please read the translation by yourself. 
the humble sage, by virtue of true knowledge, sees with equal vision the learned and gentle Brahmana, a cow, and an elephant, a dog, and a dog eater, in brackets, outcast. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. So see, such a nice words. Krishna is saying here that who is the Pandita? Who is a really learned person? You know, many times people are saying, Oh, I am a Pandit, I am a Pandit, I am a Pandit. You know, we all talk about so many Pandits. There are uh, corporate Pandits, there are educational Pandits, there are many, many Pandits these days, business Pandits. So there are a lot of Pandits. But Krishna's definition of a Pandit is very different. So what is he saying? A person who has equal vision, a vision towards each and every living entity irrespective of the type of a body. Whether it is a Brahmane, Gavi, Gavi means Hati, Hastini, Hastini means Hati actually, and then whether it is Gavi Hastini, Shunichaiva Shapakecha, a dog, a dog eater, anybody. But what happens is the Pandita looks at each one of them with equal vision. So that is a Pandita. And the very first quality of a learned, self-realized person, this Swarupa Jnana, one who has acquired this Swarupa Jnana that Krishna explained in the previous words, the very first result of that is humility. Vidya Vinaya Sampanne, Sampanne, humility. So if your Vidya is not making you Vinaya and Sampanna, then it is not education. Education means that which is supposed to make you humble. But today's education system is actually making people more and more proud. It is making them so much uh, proud that they forget the purpose of education. In fact, education is all about earning more, more money. So that is what education is all meant today. But education, the real education, anybody who is Vidyavan is actually also very Sampanna, he is also very Vinaya. The result of acquiring more knowledge is you have to become humble in nature. You have seen any tree with lots of fruits, it will bend down. So a person with lots of knowledge, he will automatically bow down. He will become humble, he'll become, he'll acquire the quality of humility. Only those who have incomplete knowledge or no knowledge, they are the ones, they stand tall and they show up. So here Krishna is saying, Panditaha means one who has equal vision, right? So if we do not have this equal vision, then where is the question of becoming a Pandita? Now does that mean that, okay, now there is a dog, there is an elephant, there is a tiger, should we all look, all of them at an equal vision, and then you see a tiger, then you go and tell, hey tiger, hello, come, come, I will come and you go and handshake and then you, no, that is not what it is meant here. It is not that, you know, dog is there and then you will make it sit on the altar and then you do puja to the dog. No, that is not what it is meant. Equal vision means at a material platform there is no equality, please understand. At a material quality a soul has acquired elephant's body, a tiger's body, a crocodile's body, a human body, a cockroach body, an insect body, a bird body, a fish body. There are so many types of bodies a soul has acquired. That is true. 
and there is no equality on the platform of material body existence equality is at the spirit level equality is at the spirit level so we give due respect to each and every soul we give due respect to each and every person for example when there is a dog we don't worship it but we just give a little bit of bread to it to eat that is due respect when there are so many ants especially in india there is a, a culture of giving some sugar to it and you know they put some haldi kumkum on top of them you know that is due respect we don't worship the ants but we give due respect to them so similarly we give due respect a pandita is the one who gives due respect to each and every living entity but at the same time he sees that each and every living entity is a part and parcel of the supreme lord he is the atman he is the part and parcel of the supreme krishna so that he understands and that is what is panditah samadarshinah so that samadarshi we all have to become samadarshi that's why we should not uh, unnecessarily kill any animals we should not kill any living entity for that matter so that is samadarshi so samadarshi will not hurt anyone because he knows that each and every living entity is my sibling hey how can that the tiger and elephant also be my sibling yes because we have a common father the supreme lord you see so we should look at it in that way so only when there is a uh, spiritual understanding the transcendental knowledge then there is equality in vision everybody today is trying and fighting for equality you know everybody there is so much of fight going on for equality there is fight for gender equality there is fight for uh, religious equality there are some religious sectors which are uh, sections where there are quite big and there are some minorities and they fight for that gender equality because uh, women are not equally paid in the companies and there is a fight for gender equality there also then there is uh, racial equality also you know people based on racial this thing they want to oh irrespective of what race you belong to there should be equality so there is a fight for equality everywhere and then there is national equality between the nations there should be equality so you see people are fighting for equality they understand the value of equality but that equality cannot be possible on the material platform so if you really want equality then you should fight with yourself not fight with others fight with our own minds and make it vidya vinaya sampanne you become humble by acquiring transcendental knowledge you become samadarshihi when you become samadarshihi then you will see everyone irrespective of nationality irrespective of the gender irrespective of the race they belong to irrespective of their religious belongings their faith all these things will not matter to you because you have become samadarshihi so instead of trying to change and bring equality in the external world we should actually work on ourselves and try to bring and make our vision in such a way that we become samadarshihi because what is in control is my own thoughts and actions i cannot control the external factors what is in my control is i can change myself so that is the best thing that we can do become a samadarshihi instead of trying to bring equality artificially which is not going to happen anyway because there is no equality on the material platform there cannot be equality because the karma is such that it will bring 
there is this differentiation there are these disparities in this world and the disparities will exist it has existed in the past it is there in the present it will exist in the future so there cannot be equality on the platform of material existence so vidya vinaya sampanne so all of us let's try to become uh, very nice devotees of the lord and only then i think it will be able for us to see everyone on the equal platform and there is a very uh, beautiful uh, uh, life story of uh, the story of uh, this hunter mrigari which i had explained to you some time ago also you all know this hunter mrigari was such a cruel hunter who used to kill animals half dead when he used to shoot an arrow he never used to kill the animal completely he used to enjoy watching the animals suffer and then die and then he used to go and sell the meat and then he used to make some money and feed the family so this uh, was his uh, hunting was his job but at the same time he was doing it in a more cruel way and once it so happened that narada muni the traveling sage was passing by and then he saw this mrigari killing uh, animal and uh, he saw that uh, so many animals were killed half dead and they were suffering so narmuni was very disturbed seeing all this and then he goes and uh, uh, talks to mrigari and says why are you killing these animals half dead why don't you just kill them completely then he says no this is how my father has taught me and i really enjoy watching them die like this so narmuni explains that this is not good and you will definitely get the reactions for all this pain that you are inflicting on these animals and then uh, brigari was touched by the words of naradana and then naradana says that what should i do i have to kill animals to feed my family then naradmuni says you don't worry you just follow the principles of bhakti you start chanting the hari krishna mahamantra and then you see everything will be provided to you and your family so with that faith in that uh, words of naradmuni a pure devotee this hunter brigari he says all right he believes and he simply says Uh, chanting hare krishna mahamantra he stops hunting and then gradually by seeing this transformation in this cruel person vigari all the different villagers who saw him saw this transformation they were so moved and touched by this so they started bringing a lot of food stuffs and uh, vegetables and everything that he was now having surplus of food in fact vigari started giving food to others because there was so much food for him you see so what is the principle here is this mrigari who was killing so many animals and uh, he had become so much uh, transformed once it so happened that after a long time narmuni again visited his uh, home and then this mrigari uh, sees narmuni and then narmuni narmuni was also accompanied by his friend parodmuni both of them were traveling and narmuni said come i'll take you to my disciple mrigari and then when mrigari sees uh, narmuni and parvatmuni together he is filled with joy and he wants to go to them and pay obeisances but while he is actually going towards narmuni he is very carefully jumping from left to right right to left and very carefully he is going towards them and then finally he pays obeisances and then parvatmuni asks him why were you jumping from left to right and right to left why didn't you come straight to us then mrigari actually says that there were so many ants on the street i didn't want to trample them and kill them 
So I just wanted to ensure that I come and pay obeisances without killing them. So Parvat Muni was very touched and moved. He says, Narada, you are glorious and your disciple is, disciple is even more glorious. You know, a person who was killing animals ruthlessly is not even killing a small ant now. So much of transformation. So this is very much possible. Why? Because Mrigari had become a Samadarshi. He could see things as they are. He could see that ants are also a part and parcel of God. Samadarshi, you see? So if Mrigari, a cruel person like him, a hunter like him can become a great devotee and a Samadarshi, definitely there is a hope for all of us to also become a Samadarshi. It's just that we have to take this very seriously. We just have to have that complete faith in the words of the spiritual master Prabhupada and then follow it constantly, consistently and you see, you will all, we all will become some other sheep. Right? And we will become humble. By gaining this knowledge, we will also become humble. So that is the goal and I think uh, this is what really uh, uh, matters to all of us. Yeah, you know, it's not just the black life matters, every life matters for us, for a Samadarji. So, we are concerned about everybody and we are not just biased to certain people alone. So, this is uh, what I wanted to share today and uh, further verses, we can cover them in the next session. But you can have uh, some nice questions and you can feel free to ask questions, uh, that will be really nice. So we can take some questions now and we can continue our discussion of next verses in the next session. So let me check if there are any uh, uh, questions. So please feel free to ask questions. Prabhuji. Okay. Yes, Sir Chudanji. Prabhuji. Yeah. So when you say Samadarshi, we were discussing Samadarshi today. Very, uh, it's a very nice and touching. Uh, so, are we saying that it is more something like empathy? Seeing, you feeling the pain of others, I mean, whether it is any kind of life form? Yes, actually, a devotee, a Vaishnava is one who is paradukkha dukhi. A Vaishnava is not really uh, suffering because of his own pains. You know, he is least bothered because it's okay. Any pain that I get, I will take it in a rice fry. But a Vaishnava, when he sees others suffering, whether it is an animal or a human being, he feels compassion for them. That is one of the quality that we have empathy towards these other uh, living entities who are actually suffering. And that's a great quality because compassion is one of the quality of Krishna. Krishna is supremely compassionate and as a part and parcel of Krishna, we also have this ability to express our compassion. But you know what? This pillar of compassion is today broken because of meat eating. I had explained this in the previous one of the sessions that how the pillar of compassion is broken because of meat eating. Meat eating, why we say no meat eating? There are four regulative principles, right? No meat eating, no gambling, no intoxication, no illicit sex. So meat eating actually breaks the pillar of compassion. So more the people eat meat today, then what happens is the compassion is lost. So why people are so uncompassionate? You know, when people are dying, they are taking selfies with the dead bodies and the person who is suffering. 
this insensitiveness has come in the society because of meat eating if people can stop meat eating then gradually compassion will come out because without uh, uh, you know we can suppress our compassion only when we kill animals you know if you have to kill an animal you have to suppress your compassion so when people eat animals they are actually suppressing their compassion although it is there so when you say sympathy or empathy we are having that uh, kind nature towards others it will be well expressed especially if you are not a non vegetarian you become a vegetarian number 1 and then a devotee of the lord so when you see the understand the principles of the bhagavad gita then you see you know how to help a person because this bhagavad gita is not just helping you but it enables you to help others in the right way so real help real compassion is making people krishna conscious giving them this knowledge of the bhagavad gita is true compassion and that is what we are doing we all have to become the messengers of the bhagavad gita and we should give this transcendental knowledge this is the greatest compassion that you can express to others if just imagine one person takes uh, this uh, bhakti process very seriously that is the success of your life because krishna is so pleased oh achutan ji you have brought another soul and made him a devotee oh amazing you have acted as my instrument you have actually done my work because krishna's job is what krishna's job is to make all these non devotees materialistic people into devotees and you are actually helping krishna to execute his will so krishna is even more pleased because you are helping him in his activities so you are doing that and that can be done only with compassion only with compassion otherwise not possible so yes definitely as vaishnavas we should feel uh, that empathy for others and we should express our compassion to others very important so hope that answers and uh, thank you please uh, is there yeah, thank you so thank you wonderful hare krishna hare krishna so let me see there is some question on uh, let me see vinod ji is asking a question so can you explain exact definition of vaishnavas okay so when we say brahmanas you know there are four classes brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra chatur varnyam right so brahmana kshatriya vaishya are there now brahmana is a very learned person he studies all the vedas but he need not be a devotee of vishnu there are many brahmanas and they are actually devotees of ganesha they are devotees of uh, uh, shiva they are devotees of kali uh, durga so there are many brahmanas who are devotees of many devatas but those brahmanas who are exclusively worshiping only krishna and vishnu they are called vaishnavas so the devotees of vishnu are actually vaishnavas and vaishnavas are even about the brahmanas because vaishnavas since they are worshiping the lord vishnu the supreme personality of god directly they do not get uh, affected by papa and punya even brahmanas they enjoy their uh, they have to uh, experience the result of their papa and punya especially punya because brahmanas are supposed to perform lot of pious activities so they acquire a lot of pious activities and they enjoy that but a vaishnava is one 
He doesn't care about papa and punya, nothing of that sort. His only duty is I want to become devotee and worship Krishna. Satisfaction of Vishnu is my satisfaction. This is Vaishnava. So, Vaishnavas are actually the devotees of Vishnu and uh, they are above the Brahmanas also. I hope that answers your question. So, any other questions please? So, your dear listeners on uh, YouTube and also on Steamyard, if there are any more questions, please feel free to ask. That will be really nice. So, we have uh, really covered some nice verses today. So, let us all become Samadarshi and let's uh, become humble by gaining this wonderful knowledge and let's not become very proud. And at the same time, please remember this knowledge that we are acquiring, this is Paroksha Vritti Gnyanaha and this will actually help us break the layer of ignorance and when that is broken, we will be able to express the Swarupa Gnyanaha, that realized knowledge. So that is uh, our ultimate goal. So it's a constant process that we have to uh, take very seriously and I think only through this process uh, we will be able to achieve uh, the spiritual abode from where there is no apunar avrutam. So there is no punar avrutam from that spiritual world. So, so alright, uh, we will uh, end the session today and we will again continue from the next verse in the next uh, session. Uh, so that will be really nice. So until then, please take care all of you and uh, Hare Krishna.